you are the podcast master. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you guys are doing good. Had a good week and you are cruising into the weekend. Hopefully you guys are on your way home from work, getting ready to relax with the family. Or if you're one of my rodeo friends, hopefully you guys are out on the road getting ready to go to work. And maybe it's your Monday. I don't know. I do know this. It's July 31st. As I record the opening to this podcast, why do I know that? One of the few dates in the 365 that I actually know because it is Ralph and Paula's anniversary. That's right. My mom and dad celebrating their 40th anniversary today. I'm celebrating my second podcast this week, which I think is pretty cool too. So told you earlier this week, I was going to try to sneak another one in before the weekend. And um, I know I say a lot of things on this podcast and they don't always happen as quickly as I say they're going to. Uh, I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Anyways, um, but we're sneaking another one in before the uh, end of the week. So I uh, hope you guys are doing good. I really do. I'm excited about this podcast. I will tell you this. There may or may not be some audio issues. You know me. I'm not really one to send it off and get it edited and and spend a lot of time trying to make it real fancy and pretty. Uh, what it is is what you get. I'll tell you this. We recorded this at the Lazy Arena during the National High School Finals Rodeo. Uh, during the middle of this podcast, they decided to drag the arena with tractors. They decided to get on the PA and start making announcements, having a meeting, uh, all kinds of distractions. Uh, hopefully that doesn't interfere with the fun that we had and the conversation we had. I will uh, welcome back Click Thompson, who you guys listened to earlier this week. Click kind of my co-host in this episode of the podcast, but my guest is... Miss Courtney Dehoff. I first met Courtney when she came to work for the PBR and Ride Pass as a uh, broadcast, um, one of the broadcasters for Ride Pass. She's a television host. She's a public speaker. Uh, a lot of you might know her from social media and her creepy ass jogger watches. Um, she's also the host of the Cowgirl Problems podcast. So make sure you check that out as well. She's been hitting the podcast trail as of late. We talk a little bit about that. Um, but let's get into it because this is a fun conversation with the hashtag fancy lady cowgirl herself, Miss Courtney Dehoff. All right, so let's talk about who we got here. First of all, Click Thompson. What's up? Uh, back again. Back again, once again. Becoming quite the regular on the old podcast. Co-host. You've probably, outside of Megan, by the way, there's a really loud tractor in the background. That's why I'm talking to you first, so it doesn't override the young lady. <sighs> Um, a word? <laughs> other, yeah, I'm getting you out of the way. Cause Fair enough. Uh, other than Megan, you've probably been on the podcast more than anybody. It's an honor, man. I there feel, is, feel I'm pumped about that. There, People got a hankering for some Click Thompson. I don't believe that, but you know what? I'll Wait take a minute. It. <laughs> Wait a minute. When we were at the NFR, you had more people come up to you and be like, Click, Click, Click. That was after they said hi to you. Oh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um. And now some loud announcer wants to jump in here. It's okay. We're going to get through it. Um, the real guest this week. <laughs> Shots fired. Jeez. Well, you're my esteemed co-host. You're my Ed McMahon. Okay. I'll right? take it. Take that. I'll take that. Um, you're my creepy old white guy sitting at the end of the couch. Not creepy, not old, also not white. Okay, Spoiler but my alert. guest this week <laughs> is is Miss Courtney Dehoff. It's, it's Dehoff, right? Yeah, okay. I'm honored. I got royalty on one side, buff man and on the other. I was like, wait a minute. Well, okay. Let's make note. The royalty was pointed at me. By the so. way, yeah, and then she just looks at me with this blank like, look on her uh, face like, and you? And you. The no. guy that hosts the podcast, too? You know I love you. You know what's funny is, like, I know it's Dehoff, 
But I often wonder, like, do people try to church it up and make you Dahoff? For sure. Like, my whole rodeo career. Because my first name spelled wrong, too. So it's Courtenay Dahoff. And my mom was always like, "It's it, she's not that fancy. But mom spelled it. So. Did she have a spelling problem? Or what? Was it's she drunk? French. It's French. Of course it is. But we're not French. So Wait. I don't know why we... What? No, I. She saw it in a baby book, and that'd be like much. me naming my kid Esteban. But I don't even like Mexican food. Like it just doesn't make funny any story. Sense. Huh? First of all, they wanted to be exotic, so my brother just had a son, and his wife is very white, and he is very not white. So their son looks very Mexican. His name's Bryson, and I call him Felipe. I just wanted to jump in, just put oh, that in there. And borderline. They, she gets mad at me, but then she took a picture for Father's Day. And he's in a shirt that says taco, and Bryson's in a shirt that says taquito. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, it's, it's not your fault. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's really French? Yeah, the, the spelling on the first name is French. Parlez-vous Cor- français? Cortene, no. No, not even a little not bit, Not huh? even, I don't even know how to say no in French. I, I don't either. I'm assuming no means no, no. in any language. I don't no. know. Uh, speaking of no meaning no, Click, I want you to know you are sitting next to the creepiest lady on Instagram. <laughs> you knew we were going to jump straight into it. it Courtney. <laughs> It's a new level of creepy. The whole jogger watch but thing. it's so funny. It's, I got to be honest. It's funny. Like, I have to even tune in. It's you funny. know, it's so funny because I started doing it during quarantine, and I had messages from, like, Shorty, Flint, and they were all like, wow, we didn't know you were funny. We didn't know, like, basically saying we didn't know you had a personality. Okay. <laughs> but wait a minute, because when we first met, like, like one does... Now all of a sudden it's like, "Hi, how you doing? I'm going to follow you on Instagram." That's yeah. how we that's how we all greet each other now. Right. And so I start following Courtney on Instagram and it's like part-time cowgirl, you know, part-time TV girl, part-time stand-up comedian. Part-time. Is that real or part-time. is that I did take I did take some um, some improv classes. I've done a little comedy in my day. Really? Yeah, really. So is is that something that like you still would kind of venture into i would love to continue with like the improv classes but i just i would i'm never home so i don't have time to take the classes but i like to think that i'm a future comedian i just haven't gotten around to like being coming a full comedian yet well click i'm hilarious click just click, in case well, you're wondering <laughs> <laughs> i see you side eye uh, like, me <laughs> that's like when they go i'm way fun sure <laughs> you're entitled to your opinion if you have to tell me how fun you are probably not that I'm a fun. nice guy Noted. Right. Hey, that's the one that always get. I'm a, but I'm a really nice guy. Really? really? Then you shouldn't have to tell me, right? Um, I love stand up comedy. I, I think that's like one of the most underappreciated art forms in the world. Yeah, and it's you know it's hard. Like it's hard to get in front of people and be funny. That's why I do it on Instagram so people could just send me mean, hateful DMs instead. I don't actually have to see them in the crowd. Like, oh, you're really not that but funny. Think about it. Stand-up comedians, like, in the 80s and 90s, they didn't have social media. They just had to get in front of a crowd and suck really bad to realize that oh, it wasn't yeah. working. It's tough, but it's fun. But, like, it's just, like, hosting. Like, when it's rolling, when people are, like, into it, it's great. Yeah, which which is why this podcast sucks most of the time because the host is just – not royalty. The, not royalty. Not royalty. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the jogger watch because it has consumed all of your Instagram stories. Yeah, it has. So I started jogging. What happened was. <laughs> what had happened was. You see, what happened was, well, quarantine hit. Like, I'm not working anymore because I was going like to the, I went to some of the Unleashed the Bees and I went to the Velocity Tour. So like I was traveling 
And then there was just nothing to do, and I was stuck in my apartment. And the gyms were closed, and I was like, well. Not all gyms were closed. I know. Yours wasn't. But it was a long drive. That was going to be a bit of a haul for me. Worth it. Going to be a bit of a haul. Next, God bless, next quarantine, I'll head your way. Um, so I went outside to, like, get outdoors. And I was just, like, so, you know, like everybody, I was stressed. Yeah. I don't know when the more work's coming. Nobody knew what was happening. Like, had I known at that point it was going to be this big of a long fiasco, it would have been even more freaked out. And I was just walking, having my little pity party, and I thought, wow. But at least there are a lot of, like, well-toned men out here because the gyms were closed. Da- the gyms in Dallas are expensive. You live near the area, so you probably know. I don't like traffic, so I don't, okay. I don't rock don't with the old Dallas. Dallas so the I'm gyms close. in Dallas are very expensive. I can't afford to get into any of them, but what happened was when they closed the gyms, all the hotties came out of the gyms. So I just started videoing them in slow motion. <laughs> like, how? okay. Yeah, hey, there was one time I was watching, and I would have sworn – Matthew McConaughey was in your neighborhood. Oh, I had a lot of messages. And you know what's so funny? People got mad at me and thought that I knew that, like, I was hanging with Matthew but wouldn't tell people. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I knew Matthew McConaughey, y'all would know. People argued with me. They're like, no, that's definitely him, Courtney. You messed up. That's him. What, like, why do people feel the need to, like, just impose on everybody else's stories? Like, if I post something, they're like, no, you're wrong. No, I posted that because that's what I think. I kind of got the feeling that they thought, like, maybe I had his phone number and I was holding out and wasn't, like, sharing it with the world. It wasn't Matthew. I did, I did, I did some investigation. It's not. It wasn't Matthew. Uh, yeah, I feel like you're investigating is, huh? It was a neighbor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, how many of those guys have caught you? Because I feel like there's been a lot of. There's been a few. Um, What do you do? I have a shirt. I made that. That was a joke. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't actually wear that. I've worn it once, but a few of them, a few of them have slid into the DMs. Now, here's the unfortunate part. The ones that have slid into my DMs, they have boyfriends. <laughs> T- seriously? Plot twist. Just my luck. Just my luck. Plot twist. I mean, think about it. Some of them, there wasn't a hair on a few of them. Like, you know, they have, because they like like guys, which is no big deal. It just kind of sucks for me. I feel like. He's like, wow! I had no idea she was so weird. No, it, no, yeah, I knew exactly how. We, I mean, you're taking videos of guys just randomly jogging down the street in slow motion. I knew you were weird. Uh, uh, yeah, from the room, like what's she like? Like she's, she's a different. social media sniper of like half naked dudes. It's no, it, it, but it's hilarious. But what I love about it is it's fun. Like you're yeah. just having fun. It's just funny, and you know the the ladies love it, and. You know, like of course said, they do. At the end of the day, it's creepy, but it's kind of a compliment. Like, if you make Jogger Watch, like, you've obviously worked on your Look, physique. if you really think it's creepy, you're taking life too serious. I agree. I agree. That's my whole thought on everything. What? I don't know. It's so creepy. It's, it's, <laughs> when she leaves, we'll we'll get to the real story. Um, I heard you. You have been making the podcast rounds lately i look up and all of a sudden i'm like damn i've known courtney for how long now and she's on every podcast except mine i'm honored that you asked oh whatever i am i was standing at the cutting and i got your text i said i gotta go i'm sorry that we don't have a big big uh podcast studio like the gauge wow that was so fancy it was nice they're doing it upright yeah i'm super proud of those i had a lot of fun over there with those guys (laughs) i walked in and chance goes Tell me a little bit about yourself. And I was like, well, my name's Courtney. Like, I'm a host. He goes, yeah. He's going to kill me for saying this. You might have to edit this out. He goes, yeah, honestly, I don't really know anything about you. We just had a hole to fill. 
I go, but Chance, I'm really funny, and we had a great time. I love that because, honestly, that happens a lot. When you're trying to do a consistent podcast, there's a lot of times where it's like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but people in our industry, you can't trust them. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be there. Three o'clock, no problem. Eight days later, they text you, hey, what's up? What time are we doing that podcast? Uh, It's frustrating. But, and I've said this a number of times, Click and I have talked about this, people in our industry they don't understand the value in things like this and getting your personality out there to the rest of the world. Yeah, no, there's huge value. And like you talk about the gauge and I love that you brought up Jogger Watch because, you know, I met you, Matt, in New York. Oh, please don't. Okay. All right. I remember that. I, Kate Harrison always tells me about the time I met her, no, this which isn't a only bad story. one of us remembers. So I'm no. not good at remembering people. No, 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 no. This isn't a bad story, but like we met in New York at the PBR and- you know, I was suddenly like thrown into this great opportunity, but like a lot of pressure. So I didn't have the opportunity to like really get to know you guys or be super funny. And that's what I always laugh. Like, you know, I talk about the bullfighters like messaging about Jogger Watch. Some of the bull riders were like, wow, you're so creepy. This is great. We love it. I didn't really get to know you guys because it's such a like fast kind of high pressure environment and it's just not the place so i love being on the podcast well and the thing about it is we talk about how much time we all spend together but that time has accumulated over years like we've all gotten close over years we're together every weekend three four five days a week um and we work in close proximity people don't understand like i never could figure out when i was on like the touring pro level the velocity level like craig hummer is kind of distant from, like, the arena announcers. I never could understand that. Like, why doesn't everybody hang out? It's hard sometimes. It is, Yeah, it is hard. And, you know, I was so thankful to, like, you and Kate Harrison. You know, Flint was great. Shorty was great. Like, um, Cody Webster. There was a handful of you guys that were just really welcoming. Because, you know, you walk into that environment, too. And, like you said, you guys have now known each other for years. And then, like, suddenly I'm the new kid. And, like, I didn't know who to stand with like when there wasn't something happening and I didn't know where I was allowed to go and like everybody was really great and the Velocity Tour is awesome as well. Colby and Anthony were just so wonderful and welcoming and so it's been fun. But we got some really good people. Yeah, it's been good. Top to bottom, we've got some really good people. We're lucky. Um, you've got such an interesting story and I listened to the podcast on, on the gauge and your story is so random. <laughs> kind of like Jogger Watch. Honestly, it's like I'm sitting there going like, wait a minute. Like I knew bits and pieces. I knew New York. I knew Dallas. But where did you go to the beginning? Give me give me kind of a short version. A short version. I, I know you grew. Okay, so here's the thing about women in Western sports. I think a lot of times people overlook their history in Western sports. So it's not like it's novelty. It's not like it's new to you. It's something you... You grew up doing. Yeah, so I grew up on a ranch in Kansas. My grandparents still run a large ranch. What part of Kansas? Um, I grew up near Kansas City. Our ranch is near Emporia, Kansas, so like northeastern corner. Um, And I grew up rodeoing and showing cattle. So I high school rodeoed, and I also showed Angus cattle all over the country. So I was always on the road. I went to college on a rodeo scholarship at Oklahoma State, pro-rodeoed. During my time at Oklahoma State, I interned at a TV station. 
And that's how I got involved in TV. I just fell in love with it. But I was totally going to school at a rodeo. Like, if I got a job, great. But I wasn't really that concerned about it at the time. I enrolled at Oklahoma State like three different times. And I lived in Stillwater like on four separate occasions in my 20s. Um, I had no idea until last year I went to the Bedlam football game. Do you realize how many classroom buildings are in that town? OSU. It's a cool It's a cool town, and it's a pretty campus, and I we had a, <laughs> a good time. I promise you I learned more at the Copper Penny than you did going to those stupid classrooms. Uh, I, I, don't, I was at the Copper Penny fairly often. Can I, I'm going to tell a story that I, I, I really don't want to tell, but I, there was this one occasion where we felt the need to dress super ridiculous, and I had one of those uh, Dumb and Dumber like suit shirts on that had the ruffles in the front. My favorite. Classy. And then I threw on like pajama pants and cowboy boots because why, why not, not, right? And we were in the Copper Penny and after a few hours of socializing with friends, I had on like one of those white tank tops. You know what they're called, but I don't want to call them that because I'm sure somebody would get offended. But like the undershirt tank tops and I felt the need to pull a Hulk Hogan with that tank top and just rip it. And Penny just happened to be there, you know, bless her soul. She grabs this shirt, grabs a marker, makes me sign it, and then I look up, and there's a dude putting it on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. And so a couple years ago, my cousin's in college at Stillwater, and he's like, uh, there's a shirt right inside the bar that you apparently signed hanging in the Copper Penny. So, like, I felt like a legend for about a year or two. Yeah. I took a goat to that bar once. You took a goat to the bar? Yeah. Maybe more random than Jogger Watch. You got, I'm intrigued. You got a, a piece, like, at the, at the Penny. We, yeah, my 21st birthday, my best friend went to OSU, and I tied goats, which she was a she was a cattle girl, so she didn't rodeo. But she thought it was funny that I tied goats in college, so she got me a new goat on my 21st birthday. It was homecoming weekend in Stillwater, by the way. Oh, wow. And so we bring this goat into the bar. Uh, didn't go over real well because it... Can I cuss on here? It pooped on the bar while it rolled in the big ice tank. So she had to dump the whole ice tank out on homecoming weekend. Yeah, she still uh, is doesn't think we were too funny. But it was a great time. We took the goat to some house parties, and his name was Huey. His name was Huey. Why wouldn't it be? Rest in, soul, rest is, rest in peace, I feel like Huey. you were there a little bit after I was. So yeah, we'll, maybe. Uh, wait a minute. You weren't supposed to be so quick to agree. Wow. Um, we lived... This is going to sound swanky, but we lived kind of out by the country club. And one of my roommates came home one weekend with a brand new golf cart. But if anybody knows anything about Stillwater, the country club is close proximity to a huge motocross track where a lot of the guys will go jump their motorcycles. I can tell you this. It's not as difficult to catch a golf cart on fire doing jumps as one would think. <laughs> we had to walk a couple miles back to the house and it took us like a month to get another golf cart but it anyways i didn't graduate college is what i'm getting at it was rough for me i'm glad i'm glad you finished congratulations you started doing tv in stillwater yeah i started doing tv uh in stillwater by the way if you haven't noticed this podcast random as yeah but shit. i'm random so the Random Podcast. The Random Podcast. Also known as the Matt West Now Podcast. The Matt West Now Podcast. I can't believe I actually put my name on this garbage. 
Anyway, please make it better. Hey, I Go think ahead. I'm doing a great job. I, that, okay. Please. Garbage. Remember, it's French. Gar- garbage. garbage. Courtenay. The Garbage with Podcast the garbage. with Courtenay DeHoff. Uh, yeah, so I started in TV in college. Um, one of the cool things that happened in college when I interned at that TV station, I just thought it would be fun to be on TV. I needed an internship. I thought it would be cool to see my face on TV, but... That executive producer, he made me learn to shoot, edit, build graphics. So to this day, I've gotten to this point in my career because I can also shoot and edit. Um, You know, I worked as an MMJ in Kansas City uh, and then just sort of made my way up. And, you know, I talked about it. You said you listened to the Gage podcast. I went to Nashville. I worked for another Western Sports Network um, and I quit after a year. And then I moved to Europe, which is also kind of random. But then I came back and just sort of pursued uh, a career in TV. And I will tell you, Matt, one of the things after that first job uh, out of college, I was done with the Western sports You had sports a sour community. taste in your mouth. A hundred percent. It burned me so bad. And I was naive and young that I decided, okay, wait a minute. I'm never going to get to New York. Like I'm never going to get to that level that I want to get to if I'm involved in this Western community. And I'm embarrassed to say that now, but I had to leave Western sports and I had to leave that rural community and, and go out and do what I did and, and work at all those different stations. I worked, I hosted on a syndicated morning news show and I had to leave to be able to really appreciate what I had and, and come back. It's like the old Brooks and Dunn song or like, you know, the old saying, sometimes you got to let it go to realize yeah. what you had. Yeah. And, and there's some truth in that, but it goes back to something like I've always been taught and I've always believed is sometimes it's not about good, bad, how you feel, how I feel like, Life is about building relationships, and when those relationships aren't built, yes, you leave with a sour taste in your mouth. When you don't respect everybody else, then there's issues there. So you moved on, and things got better for you. Yeah, you know, I moved on. I don't want to say it got easier because it certainly didn't. And I said you, better. The you big were, difference. Yeah, you. We've talked about this, Matt. Like we, you, this entertainment industry. I mean, the Western sports community is special. It's it's pretty good in this industry. But you get out in the entertainment industry and you go to the New York CLAs of the world. It's, I mean, cutthroat. Nobody keeps their word. I mean, it's just not how I was raised. And so that makes it kind of hard to put up with those people sometime. But. Yeah, I left. I hosted a. I worked for CBS in Kansas City. Then I ended up in Dallas. I hosted, you know, a syndicated morning show, and I've had a lot of great experiences. I've gotten to work with people who, you know, went on to be, you know, household names at ESPN and places like that. And so I've gotten to work with a lot of really cool people. I got to work with Matt West. Now, Clint Thompson and I are best friends. He just doesn't know it yet. Uh, Okay, far from each other either. So So, that being said, we got to talk about your mom. We got because you told me a story a minute ago. Click wasn't here. But you were telling me a story a minute ago, and, and I think the world, and oh more specifically, gosh. I think Click needs to hear this yeah. story. Yeah, so my mom is here this week at the high school finals. Ooh, we, she's a doll, by the way. Yeah, she's great. And we know a bunch of the, the kids that are competing, you know, because my, I have a little sister who high school rodeoed not too long ago, so she came up to just hang out. She literally, <laughs> she comes around the corner the other day. She goes, Courtney, Courtney, I need you to pay attention. And I'm like, oh my God, like, did you just run over a child? Like, where's this going? I just saw somebody that I know is somebody and I'm like okay and she goes Courtney it was the most beautiful huge black man I've ever seen she goes I need you to find out and I'm I have no idea you never crossed my mind I'm like okay like probably a dad like I don't know was it Fred Whitfield like I don't know mom and she goes Courtney 
you, you, we've got to be friends with him because like, I don't know who he is, but like he was so big. I can tell he's important. That's literally what she said. So I text her. I text her when I get up here and see you're up here and I go, Oh my God, mom, I know who that is. And I'm doing a podcast with him and she goes, this is amazing. I can't believe she's not up <laughs> well, here. Well, she's stuck over at the cutting. She can't get out of the bleachers or she'd be here. She doesn't know where we are either. I, I'm not going to tell her where we are because she'll be like fangirling all over you. I can only imagine as creepy as you are what your mom would be like. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to meet your mom. Oh, oh my God. I'm gassed oh. up on a... So, okay, so your mom says hi to us the other day, and, and and you, I think, have we met your mom before? I can't I, I remember. I don't think you have. I, for some reason, I thought you had, but I don't think you have. I, I thought we had, too. But in, anyways, long story short, we, we say hi, we go through the pleasantries, and her immediate response is, yeah, I stalk you on Instagram. And I was like, holy shit, you are Courtney's <laughs> it's mom. It's genetic. You are indeed Courtney's mom. It is genetic. That's so well, awesome. it's so funny. My mom... I feel like she did see you somewhere in real life once because she told me once about you, Matt. She goes, oh, gosh, Courtney, did you know that that's muscle? I thought maybe he was just, like, kind of chubby, but, like, that's straight muscle. I'm like, Mom, oh, my God. She goes, she goes yeah, he's, he's even buffer in real life. I was like, okay. We did, I did meet your mom somewhere. Somewhere, because I told that. you I remember that. you telling maybe, me that. I don't remember. She, yeah, she loves all. And she feels like she knows all of you guys because, like, I talk about you guys and she sees you on TV. And you know when people see you, like, on TV and on Instagram, they think they know you. Isn't that what's awesome though? Like social media, that's the power of social media. It's how we all become. It's it's how we all become closer friends. It's how we stay friends. I mean, I really hope and pray that it was me that she saw. Oh, I know, I know it was. <laughs> it had to have. Been. Look, I mean, it look, had let's, to have been. Let's big be- elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, big beautiful black man. Big beautiful black Obviously, man. Obviously, I mean, gotta be somebody. It's gotta be you. It's you. It's that it's Selena you. shirt I got on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what are you looking around for? <laughs> I'm just trying to. See if there are any see other big beautiful the men. Was somebody you know, else? Just looking at the odds. You're you're <laughs> fine. You're fine. Uh, you randomly decided to move to another country. You know, like most people. Yeah, I did. You know, after that first job, I was just so burnt out, and I didn't have an agent. You know, like so, I didn't have an agent who was out there. I've like, never had an agent. Try I till now. I have one now. I'm not really sure what he does, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Can we throw his name? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I did. I'd always wanted to travel and I didn't have a job lined up after I quit my first like big adult, you know, kid job. And so I bought a one way ticket to Prague. My mom wasn't too thrilled about that. Where? To Prague, to the Czech Republic. Oh, Czech. Okay. Yeah. So I lived there for several months and just jetted around and it, uh, what a cool experience. But like, I think one of the things that traveling so early in my career did, it opened my eyes up to like all the different not only cultures, but just like that everybody's human. Everybody has perspectives. You both are literally on your phone. I'm telling a like passionate story about my life over here. I'm you're com- Instagramming. You're nope. texting my mom. Like what's nope. happening? I'm completely listening. I'm, I'm completely I'm listening. Kidding. My question is, I'm, I'm actually taking notes. with your fans. <laughs> what? You gotta stay engaged with your fans. No, no, no. I, I'm actually taking notes because I didn't know how long you were going to go. And I wanted to come back and ask maybe the most... Ignorant question I've ever asked. I can't wait. Uh, but do they speak English in the Czech Republic? No, they okay. speak Czech. Okay, see, I'm I'm not as dumb as I thought I was. No, um, he is from Oklahoma, and I don't speak Czech. Is that what they speak there? Yes, they they speak Czech. So okay, um, so you just up and moved to a foreign country. That takes guts. Yeah, you know, I'd never been out of the country, and I wait what? No, <laughs> that was your first time out of I our was borders. Twenty three years old, and I just I knew I had an opportunity because I didn't have a job lined up, and and at this first job in I was in Nashville. I worked so much that like I wasn't I didn't have a social life, 
So I was just like stocking my money away like a little gerbil. So like I had the funds to go and travel. So I just, I went and traveled. I stayed in the Czech Republic. I went and stayed with a family who lived in Italy, had a beautiful home there. I got to go to, you know, the Palio de Siena, which is a famous bareback horse race in Italy. Just like all these cool things that just randomly happened. Uh, no, I'd never been out of the country. And I was like super into it, like super gung-ho. I landed. I was like, man, I'm a badass. Like, this is cool, cool. I remember I got in the cab to go from the, you know, the, the airport to this apartment that I had rented. And I remember thinking, like looking out the window thinking, what have I done? Like, and how no? long is it going to take Liam Neeson to find exactly. me? Exactly. Literally, my thought was nobody in the world knows where I am in this moment. Like, I'll never be seen again. But it worked out, and it was I, fun. I remember the first time I landed in Australia, our cell phones wouldn't work. Oh, nothing. There's so no So it's phones. like, how do you explain? Like, thankfully, they speak English, but... I can't imagine being a foreign country. I just, I had a little paper map. I showed him the address on my phone and away we went. That's so awesome. But you said two things that I think are important. One, you talk about setting money aside. We all, stereotypical, we get money, we spend money. Yeah, we see it so much in this industry. And one of the things that a friend of ours that's an agent will tell his riders as soon as they win an event, whatever you do, don't go buy a new car. And then on their way home, they stop and buy a new car. Like, that's step number one. But, like, you save money. And the other thing is, like, you know what? Screw it. YOLO. Yeah. You know, go yeah, yeah. go see something. I'm I'm not a, I'm not afraid to spend money on experiences, especially when it comes to traveling and, like, stuff. Like, I love experiences. But I am also, like, if I see a penny on the ground, I'll knock you down to get that penny. And I'll put it in my little savings account. And then next year when I'm in Italy, I'll call you and be like, remember that penny? You I just have always been that way. Many. Yeah. To be honest, you yeah. ain't going to call click. You ain't going to call click We're ever. friends now. He doesn't know it. Yeah. I we don't know. live in, th- we're like neighbors. Where do you live now? Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's in Decatur, just straight you down the road. You want to come photograph a fancy lady? Yeah. Yeah, so see. We need to do a photo He said yes. Does Dallas get scary for a, a single female living? Are, are you downtown? Record joggers. Um, yeah, record yeah, random I'm, ass yeah, men. Yeah, you know. I do watch when I walk home. Um, no. I, I, you know, I feel pretty safe in Dallas. Now, I, I will say, like, I'm not out. I don't, I'm not, like, out and about right. in the evenings usually. Make smart choices. I go to bed by 9 p.m. I just watch a lot of Dateline, so it scares me to think that, yeah. you know, you're running around Dallas. No, I, I like Dallas, um, and I've lived in New York, too. I've lived in the Czech Republic by myself, so, like, Dallas, I feel like I can ha- handle, uh, but I'm careful. It's definitely different for a woman. I mean, like, I have to pay attention. Yeah. Like, you guys could, you know, be out at night and walk home from a bar and probably be fine, but, like, I don't. I'm, I'm pretty good looking. I well, don't know. you, I might you get, both, both of God, might, two of you well, together. Be, I don't know what you be. did on those other podcasts, but you keep doing this. You keep <laughs> sucking up. You'll get, you'll get to come back. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> People that suck up are repeat guests. I like, I like I this. I do too. Um, you're my favorite guest that I've had this week. Who? You. Oh, thank you. You must have not been good on Still the last here. podcast. Co-host. Still you're co-host. Oh, you're She's co-host. Okay. Big difference. Click. Get it right. Yeah. Um, he wasn't the co-host the first time. He wasn't the co-host the first time he was on it. Uh, That's last week's episode. You got to learn how podcasts work. We recorded two back to back, but we put one out on the rails (laughs) out of the gate. You want to tell her how we started the podcast? About my my go back and listen to it. About your what? About my cheeks. Well, you should get my mom in on that podcast. I don't think so. (laughs) I think even your mom would go. He's a creepy son of a bitch. (laughs) She'll love me. I like how you said that with like out of the side of your mouth. She'll love me. Um, what do you like? What's your goals? Not goals. What's like if you could hand pick one job to be whatever you wanted to be, what would it be? 
my big thing is I want the Western, like whether it's Western sports or just like the Western industry as a whole. I don't want to say this in a way to say I want to lose what makes this industry special, but I want it to be mainstream. Yeah, so same. like when I think about, you know, having a photo taken and being in a magazine, I'm thinking about like Vogue, Forbes. I want to, right. I, I feel like this industry is so special and it's made up of such great people. And it's such a romantic industry too. Like everyone in the world at some point has loved a horse or played a cowboy. Like, I just want whatever industry I'm in, whatever that job may be. I mean, I would love to host a show that sort of shed light to a mainstream audience on what it is we do. Right. Uh, that's that's always been the goal. So I don't I don't necessarily have an exact answer, but even with like my platform, that fancy lady cowgirl, my big thing has always been I'm trying to bridge that gap because I left this community, and and it's interesting. Like you talk about, I'm popping up on all these podcasts and stuff right now. People don't know who I am necessarily yet in this in this industry because I left it. I was right. raised in it. Right. I grew up in it, but then I went away and, and had a TV career and I'm just now coming back, I guess you could say, but I just I just want to bridge that gap because people are really interested. You know, like when I lived in New York, for example, I was living with my best friend who I met high school rodeoing. I met her at a national high school finals rodeo. And so when we would go to the bar in like New York, we'd be out like in Manhattan or somewhere and they'd be like, Oh, are you sisters? Like how did you guys meet? And instead of saying, oh, I'm a TV host, she was a musician, like everybody in New York, nobody cares, we'd go, oh, we're cowgirls. You want to talk about a whole right. bar, shut it, like, in a good way. They were like, well, wh- what do you mean? Like, d- you know, the first question, did you ride, do you ride bulls? No. But, like... But they don't know. But they're it's interested. New. Yeah, like, people are really genuinely interested in what we do. And I want, you know, I see, I see shows on, you know, the big channels, the travel channel, you know, cha- networks that people have heard of that's largely why i pursued the pbr because i recognize that the pbr gets it the pbr does a great job of sort of bridging that gap and bringing in that urban audience and if this industry is going to survive and thrive and continue to grow we have to do that i i really hope that all of the noise in the background doesn't override what we're doing here because i think it's very important but i think that if western sports has any hope at going in that mainstream direction it comes as a direct result of the PBR. As much as I love pro rodeo, as much as I love rodeo, the only hope we have to continue to flourish mainstream anything with cowboy hats is the PBR. I agree. Um, and I actually, I pursued the PBR for almost six months. There just wasn't any opportunities when I reached out. But It's loyalty. I, and that's the one thing. If I, there wasn't an open yeah. seat at the table, you didn't get to eat. Right. And I, I pursued the PBR because I recognized that the PBR was doing what I wanted to do. They're bringing Western sports to a mainstream audience on a major network. And I wanted to be a part of it on, on whatever level that looked like for me. And I hope it's just the beginning. Um, and, and, and Western sports in general, because the PBR is doing such great things with the WCRA and they're starting women's rodeo. Yeah. Like when I grew up, you breakaway roped in college there were you could like go to the WPRA finals. I went to the WPRA finals, but other than that, like as a female, I either ran barrels or like if I wanted to be a roper, that was great. But there weren't that many opportunities. Right now, we suddenly have the WCRA. We've got these huge opportunities, the all women's rodeo. So I think it's gonna be cool. It's not so cool that Drew Stewart just wants to hear his own voice. I'm just kidding. Love these guys. Um, 
We snuck into the corner of the Lazy Arena, by the way, just during the National High School Finals, which you're here broadcasting on Ride Pass. Scott Grover doing the same thing. Ride Pass has been so, uh, it's been fun to be a part of. It's been fun to watch because they've opened up so many opportunities for people to see things like this where back in the day, uh, if you didn't come here, you didn't get to see it, you know? And so now there's that much more opportunity to grow the sport. You keep looking at your watch like you got somewhere to be. I get notifications on my watch. It allows me not to look at my phone and look more like an ass. But when you look at your watch, we know you're looking at your phone. You know, you wouldn't know what, you know what. <laughs> like, go back to Move what on, we, the world's in a different place. You and I talked about it in our podcast. It's a little word called respect. That's all I'm looking for, oh, just a little bit here. My friend, I didn't pack my bags for this guilt train. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not getting on it. Uh, what's next? What do you, I mean, what are you, what are you looking at? You know, I don't know. COVID kind of threw a wrench in all of my future plans. So, um, you know, I'll go back to Dallas. I do a lot of speaking events. Uh, They're starting to pick back up, but I travel and just, you know, talk to groups in agriculture because one of the big things, having that media background, I sort of, I know what farmers and ranchers are dealing with, but I also know why the media sometimes is not getting things right and why there's such miscommunication between those two groups. So, I travel a lot and do speaking events, but I, you know, as you know, I'm an independent contractor, so I'm sort of just doing my own thing. But I've really been trying to build a brand, you know, that fancy lady cowgirl. I, I it's an important message, but what's been so special about it? There's a whole community of of women and men as well who sort of feel stuck between the two. Like they're not quite Western enough, but they're not quite city. And and we sort of there's a lot of people out there that are like stuck in this in between and so I'm just sort of trying to com- create a community and sort of bridge the gap in that way like it's okay you can be fancy you can be ranchy and still be a part of this community and and still have a voice all right so I want you to use your voice right now to clear some things up let's let's do a little this or that would right. you like to start no go ahead lead away um so I'm from Oklahoma clicks from he's living in Texas so let's start like this you're from Kansas Texas, big Whataburger part of the world. So would you go Whataburger or Sonic? I got to go Sonic. It's what I grew up on. Bingo. Same. Why are you curling your lip up? I just Sonic feel, is America's I'm, drive-in. Do you not love America? You know what? I, don't, I could agree with you, but then we all be wrong. So you know what? I'll just leave it at that. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I've been to Whataburger. How is that possible? Yeah, I'm going to say that's date night. Well, we can't oh, okay. date night. You go to sleep at night. So <laughs> yeah. we'll I'm call it brunch. Night. We could do lunch. We'll do brunch. Brunch. Chicken biscuit. At Whataburger. Breakfast. And then a photo shoot. Breakfast. We'll oh, yes. This. Is, oh, man. We're best friends. We just became best friends. You can be a friend, too, I'm I I'm an guess. awkward third wheel over here. It's fine. <laughs> I, my podcast just became the love connection. Uh, what was the other? Oh, yeah. Hey, this is this is a real deal. Because you live in Texas now, but originally from Kansas. So this one's going to really tell me who you are as a human being. Bucky's or Quick Trip? She hasn't been to Bucky's. I've been to Bucky's once. <laughs> it was it was cool, but I, I got to go Quick Trip. He had never had Quick Trip donuts. Where did you? Are you from Texas originally? Virginia. Okay, I can see that. You know what Kenny Chesney says, Virginia's for lovers. It is indeed. Why'd you leave? It's also for potholes. <laughs> potholes. <laughs> uh, potholes are way different in Oklahoma. It's these little things in the ground. Never mind. <laughs> uh, anyway, like a back row. 
Anyways, um, not a good thing, I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> no, no, not no. a good thing at all. All right, I know you got more work to do. I appreciate you doing this, jumping on last, like, kind of spur of the moment. I just hope we can use any of this shit we just recorded. I know. If you can't use it, you have to have me back. Well, okay, you're in Dallas. We're getting ready to come to Fort Worth. Click lives in Decatur. Like, I feel like whether whether this is usable or not, I feel like we should do it again anyways. Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. Come on with it. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Click, whatever. You're my boy. You got to do this because you can't say no. Courtney, you could have said no, and you didn't, so thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, social media, where at? Uh, Instagram, at Court Dehoff. Check out that jogger watch. So creepy. <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs>